Welcome to Business Talk Sister Gok. I'm Becca, and today's podcast episode is how to network when you don't know anyone. And today I have a uh, very experienced guest in this area. Her name is Heidi Torres. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So can you tell me, my first question is, what do you do? That's a good question. Um, I'm the author of The CEOs of Networking, um, and I am the Talent Acquisition Manager for Connect Recruiting. Mm, Okay. So you know about both sides of like meeting people and then also what it takes to be recruited. That's kind of exciting. How do you do that? Uh, Well, I guess the good part is everyone's gone to social media. So you can actually build your connections um, online. And, Mm. uh, but I also also say, be open to everywhere and anywhere you go. So you should always be open to networking, um, even if you're at the grocery store. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? I totally skipped. Why do you do it? So you have to give us a little backstory on how you got so involved in networking and just fell in love with it. I transitioned. I actually used to be in sales. I managed sales teams for many years. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then my last role at at, uh, before I truly transitioned, I was actually offered an HR supervisor role and fell in love with what I was doing. Um, I found out that you have to really you need a degree basically to get into the HR realm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to pursue. So I transitioned. I went and got fit. Can't talk. I went and got my degree and when I was there, the academic advisor told me, you need to network. You need to grow your network in order to advance your career, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're going to be in the HR world. Uh, he did not share how I was supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he just said, go do it. And so I did. I kind of went out and tried a lot of different ways and it got noticed. Um, you know, my, my network was growing. My last four roles since then all landed. I landed because of networking, not because my interviewing skills were that great, because they're not. I'm a horrible uh, interviewee. (laughs) And it kind of just got noticed. And so when people kept asking me, how are you doing this? How are you growing your network? I was like, well, maybe I should do something about that, right? And really dive into that. So I wrote a book on that, and that actually got me more noticed. But that was kind of the reason. And, and then I found ways to do it for a lot of different people. So you don't have to be an extrovert. You could be an mm. introvert. Um, you can be in different stages of your careers. And so I think the term networking is very scary for a lot of people. So I like to try and take the work out of networking uh, and turn it more into net friending. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and I think that when we had originally connected, one of the things that I was like, wow, this is really important information. I think is that you did primary research on over like a hundred different people that you interviewed for all of those different tools of networking. And that's, that's a lot more people to pull from than just your knowledge base of this is my personality and this is how I do it. That's a lot of variety. And um, so that's really cool. Um, In those interviews, what did you find out about um, what's more comfortable for some people than others? Well, there's not just one way to network, right? For introverts like myself, (laughs) and you'll probably dive into this a little bit later, digital networking actually seems to be more comfortable for us. 
Yes, more one-on-one and settings, but you don't see the whole body language like right now, you're not seeing my body language. And it's really hard to get the whole gist of what I'm saying. And that's kind of the same thing. So when it comes to more effective networking, actually in-person will always be the best way. Uh, And, you know, obviously be socially distancing in that um, or physically distancing in that safely. But one-on-ones, you can you really utilize that strength of an, of an introvert, a one-on-ones to really be a connector for others. Uh, and that I think is, is probably the best way to, to really get to know other people. And you can do that even in virtual settings, like even with webinars, because you can side chat. Uh, the key thing there is follow-up though. Follow-up with the people that you are connecting with and then have those one-on-ones. Mm. Yeah, no, that's really, really important. That follow-up piece to, to keep that memory going. Okay. So my next question for you, um, as you've just been talking about connecting digitally, what are ways that, um, you do that besides like a webinar chat, how do you get connected with people and just think this is going to be a good person for me to get to know? This was where it comes from is doing a little research. So understanding why, First of all, why you're networking, right? What is your goal out of this? And who are you trying to meet? So is it just you want to make friends? Then you might want to, you know, do like something with hobbies or that kind of thing. But if it's a career move, then the people that you want to connect with, where do they hang out, right? Where do they hang out? Is it in, are they in different industry groups? Are they, do they go to school? Did you go to the same school together? Um, Finding out where they are, where they work, where they are, you know, what their interests are, that is a big part of trying to find out how you're going to connect with them. So the other part is doing your own personal branding on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So when you are online, what is your message that you want people to know about you? And is it consistent? So if you are on social media, if you're professionally looking for someone to connect with on LinkedIn, is it the same message that you, they see you on Instagram or Twitter or any of the other ones? So, and people are like, oh, I keep that personal. Well, that's fine. Um, but the people are going to search. They're going to want to know mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. And so how much are you sharing? And then what you are sharing professionally, personally, whatever, is it the same message? And that's, I think people need to be very cognizant about what they're doing with that. Then when it comes to kind of um, warming up your connections, right? I I always say start small. You know, once you find out where the people that you want to meet, where they're at, reading their post, liking it, commenting on it, and start building that way. Because you're going to start warming Mm -hmm. up your layers of your connections that way, right? It's always better than it's just a random person. And people do notice when you like and post, you know, comment on their stuff. They notice it right? Um, you can even have a, you know, 10,000 followers, people still notice, or they'll have someone that watches your followers. <laughs> they, they notice, mm-hmm. they notice when they, when they're, when there's interaction and when all of a sudden, when the interaction disappears, they also notice that too. Okay. So I would say start small with that. That's a good first step. Absolutely. So what do you think um, makes people feel so uncomfortable about networking to begin with? What are the, the first, like, here's where I always see people get stuck. And then here's what you should do to get over that. There are a couple of different things. First of all, there is the word networking, like I said, is, is kind of scary, right? Some people, because they think of it as 
very salesy or transaction. Mm -hmm. And so it makes them feel dirty. And I talk about this in my book, how it literally people used to like after a networking event would want to go and put hand sanitizer or wash their hands right after the event. Um, And then that fear of that whole transaction for people who've never even networked, Mm -hmm. they have that fear. They, Mm -hmm. you know, they, that's what, because that's what they think what it is. Mm -hmm. And First of all, I would say you need to get over your fear. And that's kind of like exposure. You just kind of kind of do it step by step, but start small. But changing your mindset or changing, understanding why you're networking and knowing that it's not all about you. <laughs> it's really about who you're trying to network with, mm-hmm. right? So you're connecting, Rebecca, you're connecting with me, but I want to know about you. I want to learn about what makes you special and understand how I can help you. Mm -hmm. And that takes away from me, 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 me. Like, Mm -hmm. I need you to do this for me. I need you to do this. And, and anyone like that comes, it comes at you like that. You're going to shut down and you don't want to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you're thinking, Oh, how can I help Rebecca? I want to help her. Um, Let me find out a little more about her. What is it that she needs? You know, is it something I can do or someone I can connect her to? And it it doesn't become self-serving, which I think is why people get turned off, right? Mm -hmm. They think it's self-serving. And yes, you want to connect with people because obviously it will help you, right? That's probably part of your purpose. But knowing that it's more than just a one-way street, Mm -hmm. right? I think it is is taking that side of me, 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 me out and taking that self-service and that self-guilt about it. And even just that whole dirtiness away from it. So one of the things I talk about um, in my book is using volunteering. What are you passionate about? Because that's another great way to, to, you know, network with people is what are you already passionate about outside of maybe Mm -hmm. your work? Mm -hmm. What are you passionate about? Is there a cause that you love to volunteer? And you find out you are surrounded by like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And it's just a natural way to build a connection with them. And then you find out what they're in, like, what other things are they into besides that passion, right? What assault are they into? Where do they work? And learn more about them. And, and you know, you can have more than one passion, right? So, <laughs> No, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that that's one of the things when I first learned to, like, try to network, it was like, oh, I just feel so uncomfortable doing this. But really, like, mm-hmm. the more you just ask people about what they're passionate about, and you just are genuinely interested because you want to learn people just light up and then they just love, um, sharing with you. Like, and, but I think where a lot of people get stuck are on the questions to ask to even get that conversation started. So do you have any like go-to ones that you're like, this is a really great way to start a conversation? Some of my favorites, um, are actually like, what is your superpower? Because everyone has their superpower, right? Ah, okay. But what is it? What is it? And then one of the people and my net friend, Cindy Coggins, her favorite question is to ask, what is your positive of the past week, right? And so you're always thinking, then you're going to think about good things. You're immediately thinking good things. And now you're associating those good things with the person you're talking about. So that's actually a really great one. And I find it kind of interesting. What do your family and friends think you do all day? Oh, that's a really good one. It's helpful. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because people ask me what my husband do. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what he's doing, but he's doing something because right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And 
And if you were to write a book, what would it be on? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what, what does that follow-up plan look like? I know you said you have to follow up after you connect. How does that work for you typically? What's the time frame, and what do you recommend for people to do in that follow-up? I think finding out how that person you're talking to wants to be followed up with. So asking their permission and then saying, is it okay if I send you an email, you know, mm-hmm. next couple of days, or mm-hmm. do you prefer a text? And if so, what's your number? You know, finding out what's best for them and not just one assuming. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, within a couple of days, you know, when you whatever you say, if it's going to be a couple of days or um, by the end of the week, make sure you actually do it. That's actually the most important part is that you actually do it. Um, Mm -hmm. Once you find out how they like to be contacted and then the follow up is actually very simple. You know, it could just be, hey, can we maybe then schedule a a chat, you know, one-on-one chat. And if you have a phone call, it could be a virtual call or can we meet coffee on -on one-on-one, right? Um, It doesn't have to be this whole long, long thing, you know, it doesn't have to be hours long, you know, Mm -hmm. 15 minutes, 30 minutes, um, you know, chat. And and then whenever, what do you follow up with? Make sure you stick to that time frame if you set a time frame on that. So I think that's the other important part, respect our time. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And I think that's so true. I, I remember random people that I've been like, wow, I really, I read their book. I really like them. I want to get a meeting with them sometime. Um, when I've talked to them, I'm always very, I focus super hard on saying, I want to be respectful of your time. And I try to come prepared to the meeting just because it's like, these are the questions I've always wanted to ask you, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that really can keep it concise, but like that you value that it's their time is valuable. Right. And exactly. that's so good. Yeah. So how do you go about understanding if a relationship or connection is worth a long-term commitment? So I think this is where it depends on the reasons. Again, coming back to your purpose for it. So I met an author, uh, his name is Joe Navarra, and through a a mutual net friend, Amanda Schoenfeld. So we talked about how he stays in touch with his connections because he has thousands of connections. He says it depends on, for him, who is most likely to generate business opportunities for him, right? Is the person in your industry, you know, do they share the same hobbies? You know, what level of career are they in and are you in? And it does it, is it really going to help either one of you? Do you like, know, and trust the person, right? Prioritize your connections is really what determines who's going to be your long-term connection. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on your own priorities, Um, but getting to know them and maintaining a relationship, it actually doesn't mean you have to, you know, talk to them every day, right. Uh, or even every week. So we were talking about our common friend, Amanda, our net friend, he only talks to her like every few months Mm -hmm. and it's only a very quick thing, Mm -hmm. but he does track it. He does track when he reaches out to people. And then there's people that he keeps in touch with by sending notes to, and they don't ever respond, but they will always count him in to be that person when they need a trainer or a speaker or whatever. So he hmm. stays minds, you know, he'll follow up, he'll keep sending them notes and stuff, but they'll never be BFFs or anything like that. And I think I shared that actually in my story also. He, there's this one person he uh, constantly gives him gigs, like work to do, um, but she doesn't ever respond to anything like when he sends notes to her or anything like that. She doesn't ever respond, but she sends him business. <laughs> 
<laughs> Isn't that the truth about so many really busy people? They're like, wow, I'm so glad you cared enough about me. I don't have time to like do you the favor because I'm a busy person. But when I need something, I know who to call. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Okay. So what would you recommend to someone who's just starting like a business or trying to get into an industry? What's the first go-to that you would say, here's some resources you should check out. Definitely. Well, I want to say it goes back to who, who's your customer. So if you're going into business, who, who's your customer? Why are you going into that? Right. And then you need to kind of go with them. So as far as resources, honestly, Google is my resource, <laughs> like Google everything. <laughs> okay. Right. But Understanding. So like if you're in an entrepreneur, probably will need to network. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say there's like a lot of different uh, local business groups that you can join. There are free ones and there's not free ones. Uh, some of like the not free networking groups like our business, uh, like BNI, Business Networking International. Mm-hmm. They're great for entrepreneurs, but it's expensive and it's a commitment, mm-hmm. uh, right? Going to Chamber of Commerce meetings. A lot of times you can go to multiple meetings without actually joining that uh, chamber of commerce mm-hmm. and you should make great connections that way. There are meetups across the nations that you can join. Research on like LinkedIn. So LinkedIn has a lot of different groups um, that you can connect with that are free to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can meet virtually and in person. So I've done that with several different people uh, and finding out who's in your industry and learning tips and tricks. And that's how you can like uh, connect with mentors, whether they're official or unofficial mentors. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for all of your time. I really appreciate it. How can people get connected with you? So I am on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and TikTok. Eh. And uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> note to self, check out Heidi's TikTok. <laughs> Because you sounded so confident in that. <laughs> oh, well, you know, once you get banned from them, I'm like a little soured on them. So, you know, like, even though I'm still on there. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. My next transition is into the gawk portion of the episode. And I'm pretty excited about this because we talked about a lot of a wide variety of things before we got to this point about like from net- bad networking experiences to like scammers in HR to you getting a concussion. So how about you tell us, um, you want to, you want to start with like a, a networking experience that you're like, yeah, this was weird. And maybe that's like the scammer thing, because I want to hear about that. Um, well, okay. First of all, I want to start off with, with probably the networking faux pas that I did. So I do not recommend this. Okay. Even though it worked. (laughs) (laughs) it was a good time (laughs) okay so I was actually at a conference and one of my friends had said you need to meet Bruce Waller you need to meet Bruce Waller he is the Bruce of HR he is the man to get to know if you're going to be in the HR field I said okay well he was speaking at this conference so I was super psyched and I saw him. This was actually after he had spoke. Um, he was like all across this auditorium, all the way across. And I spotted him and he was talking with someone. And I just charged all the way across this, this big venue. <laughs> Beeline. <right? laughs> Beeline straight to him. Yeah, exactly. And then stood there while he's talking to someone and just waited. <laughs> like, like, okay. 
So it was a little awkward, right? Um, because he is in the middle of a conversation and they their body language probably said more that they were more talking their face to face versus kind of semicircle, Casual. which is like a half moon, mm-hmm. which opens like people other know. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, both people were very gracious. They did finish up their conversation and then they just turned to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, hello biggest fan <laughs> yeah. introduced myself right you know and um and and we did we talked and and they were very gracious in their whole conversation and I did say I was going to follow up so I did get their contact information and I did follow up with them um and we have now since been great friends and he wrote the forward in my book so oh wow yeah. so oh, it worked fancy. out <laughs> very fun, okay Okay. But uh, then the other one we're talking about the scammers. So there are, and I don't even want to call these people scammers. So there's different things. There are headhunters that will ask the candidate, the job mm-hmm. seeker, to pay for them to search for an opportunity. Okay. Okay. Then when they get the opportunity, um, they'll take a percentage of your salary. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I'm not necessarily that's a scam that that is a business model Mm -hmm. versus what I do um, with Connect Recruiting is we have our clients, the your potential employer, they pay us to find people for them. So the job seeker doesn't ever lose out on anything, right? They get a wonderful opportunity. They get paid. Mm -hmm. um, But uh, you know, our agency is not going to take money from a job seeker. And I don't think it's fair. I mean, I, I just personally, I don't think it's fair for people to ask job seekers to, to pay because they're looking for a job. <laughs> you know, they're financially not really in the necessarily in the means to, to do that. But anyways, then there are some who claim that they're either a headhunter or a staffing agency and will ask a lot of private information like social security numbers and and all the stuff and we're asking you to pay them um you know up front for a mm-hmm. role or something like that and those I tell you need to be really careful right mm-hmm. headhunters first of all or 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 people helping you find a role should not need your social security number right <laughs> that's like a no go right there. <laughs> right? They don't need to know your account numbers for anything. Um, you know, so be really careful with that. I, I and try as much as possible to actually talk to a human person and know it's not a robot on the on mm-hmm. the other side. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the big things that we do as as a business um, is one on one relationships. For those who are are new to the Who You Know Network. I'm going to shout out for uh, Foster Williams. He's known as the job father. Uh, he That's believes, a catchy name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He believes in, in driving, you know, the relationships between a, a recruiter and, and job seekers. So building that relationship is important. Okay. And is that a good resource for people to check out as well? Yes. Yes. Um, they're on LinkedIn. I got, they actually have their own website, but they do have a podcast, uh, LinkedIn live show, who you know, on Wednesdays. Mm. Um, I think it's 3 p.m. Central Time. Um, Foster Williams is the co-founder and sometime host on the show. Fantastic. They are connected. And they do like 
webinars on how to increase your job search or improve your job search. Awesome. And- well, thank you so much for being with me today. I appreciate it. It has been so fun to hang out. My pleasure. Yeah. I think that you gave some really great advice for trying to get started this year with Digital Connect and have goals, right? To connect with people. Um, If you enjoyed this podcast, you should give us a review on Spotify because now they have reviews and you should go out and do it. And we will see you next week.